Welcome to Bicycle Retail Radio, the bicycle industry podcast that brings retailers, vendors, advocates, and thought leaders to the mic for honest discussions about the latest issues facing retailers while taking an in-depth look at the person within the profession. Welcome to Bicycle Retail Radio. This is Heather Mason, NBDA president. Today, we are speaking with CEO Dave Decker to talk IBDs, people, product, and safety. Dave Decker is the CEO of Denago eBike. They focus on offering the best in high quality eBikes. They also focus on making those bikes affordable for consumers and put tremendous value on the independent bicycle retailer relationship. The conversation with Dave is pretty awesome. It's authentic. There's some funny moments. We really just opened it up. Yeah, enjoy this one. Thanks for listening. Dave, how are you? I am great. Thank you for having me on the show. Man, it's so nice to finally connect. I met a couple of the Denago team at one of the Cabda shows, but to sit down with you and dig into more of the history and all the excellent ways you're working with retailers, this is a great conversation, a good timing for it too, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll get into it. You know, we're in our second year. Things are going great. I'll answer any questions you have. I love it. So listeners, denago.com. You can learn more there. You'll see a great dealer locator. I got to tell you, I've just been super impressed with this brand and the way that they're working with retailers. So with all the interesting things happening in our industry right now, it's nice to see brands really double down on the support. Dave, let's go into the history of Denago. What's the origin? How did it come to be catch our listeners up. Yeah, perfect. So, you know, we started planning the company. I I was looking back at that late October of 2021, and we really saw an opportunity in that electric bike space to develop a product line that really focuses on what I would call like high quality value priced e-bikes. But then here's a big catch, right? And distributed through local bike shops. We just felt like that is the way the consumer will get the best experience is going through a local bike shop. So the other question you asked me is how did the name come about in the history of Denago? So one of our private investors visited Denali National Park and he was inspired by the natural beauty, the ability to explore, that sense of freedom, and all those things he experienced in the park. And as we were talking about this company back in like late October of 2021, he said, I want to capture that essence with this company. Like, I want our e-bikes to represent that. He said, he goes, how about we call it Denago? I mean, I wish it was a better story, but I mean, that's that's how it came about. And so we were like, yeah, Denago stuck. And that's really what we try to capture with our product. We want to give those consumers that experience of freedom and exploration, everything that an e-bike provides. Well, e-bikes seem to really be helping our market thrive right now. And, you know, to hear that you started in 2021, I mean, we have been through some tumultuous times in our industry. I mean, from the COVID to the boom to now the inventory issues. So congratulations on just jumping in, you know, in what would have been a time that maybe some people, you know, were maybe a little bit hesitant because we really need it. We need brands like Denago. So I noticed in my my prep for today's conversation that you're located, your headquarters and your experience center is in Texas. Why Texas? What's special about Texas? I mean, it's awesome. I love Texas, but give me more there. You know, it's, it's funny, right? Why Dallas? So to be honest with our two private investors live in Dallas. And when we were talking back in October about 
where would be a good place to start the company, to headquarters the company. One of our investors really loves the city. He invests heavily in the city. It's an up-and-coming city. I mean, it's, it's one of the fastest-growing cities. There's a tremendous talent pool here. The biking community is strong. I originally come from Madison, Wisconsin, where it, it is a bike-centric city. But I moved my family here, and it's a very strong biking community. They're doing a tremendous amount of work on creating connected paths, and the city just has a lot to offer from everything from dining to entertainment to sports to just the big city life. So it's a really good city to be in right now. I am definitely a fan and spent some time there this fall visiting one of our MBDA P2 members. So interesting that as an e-bike brand launching the time you did, that you would choose to focus on the specialty bicycle retailer, the independent bicycle retailer. I mean, to be purely transparent, we've seen so many e-bike brands come to market the last couple of years, choosing D2C or other avenues. So Dave, I really want to, I've got you on the hot seat here. I want to ask you, you know, how, why did you elect to really focus on the IBD? How did that become the centerpiece of your distribution strategy? And that's great because it is definitely the centerpiece of our strategy. We are a dealer first company. And I'll tell you how it started during the pandemic. I think we can all agree that we saw a huge decline in the customer experience within the industry. And I'm not blaming, you know, I'm not blaming the retailers, the vendors. Let's just say there was a lot of things going on, right? There was a sudden increase in demand, poor availability of inventory, service and warranty parts for some brands didn't even exist. So it was just a horrible experience. And honestly, even today, I think there's still some companies trying to overcome the supply issues. So I think they all kind of retracted where we sat down and said, as we're forming this company, you know what, this is an opportunity where where we know we can be better. Um, We know we can raise the bar and we know what it takes to be a really good and strong partner with the independent bike dealer network. So we went all in. How has the response been? It's been good. Like we're excited. Like I said, we we focus on the IBDs and we pride ourselves on everything that we do supports that. And it's simple things, right? Like today I had a meeting and I said, you know, like I saw we weren't answering the phone on time. Let's let's make sure we pick up that phone. Our customer service department is here in Dallas and they're right around the corner from me. And I can hear them. And I said, guys, let's make sure we answer the phone. You know, we have technical support. We stock proper inventory for warranty and service parts. Yeah, our goal is to get these orders out 24 hours once once the order is placed. It's something that, like what I say, we're laser focused on, but we continuously check ourselves to ensure that we're just upholding the standards. And, you know, so it's going great and it, it's not easy, but I mean, we, we love it. We love the challenge and we, we love just, just, just going all in. I was on the website. So listeners, again, that's denago.com. Really easy to see your dealer locator, really easy for dealers to log into what looks like a behind the scenes dealer portal, and also easy to inquire about becoming a new dealer. I've had several conversations with retailers who are working with you, and they do say like the experience has been just tremendous. To me, it's so kind of startling. Like I'm super thrilled to talk to you about the IBD being the centerpiece, but why is it not, right? Like like I wonder if you're having conversations that just like catch you off guard. Like why should this be 
Like the IBD is important, right? It is. It is. You know, as you look at purchasing an e-bike and something like a big purchase that a customer is going to make, and there's a lot of education that goes into that, right? And what better place than to funnel that customer into an independent bike dealer where there's experts that can answer their questions. There's trained mechanics that can build the bike properly and assemble the bike if there's something that's wrong with the bike, you know, and that happens, right? That happens in the industry. There's a place where you can go to support that product. But, you know, like for me personally, more more importantly is just supporting the local businesses. I think that's just so important to the economy. I think it's so important to bring people into the industry. It just makes sense for us. That piece about like trying a bike, so getting the test ride experience, seeing the bike, and I know you have an experience center in Texas as well. That is something that's, I would say, critical. And is that one of the things that you, you know, rely on your partners, your IBD partners to help you with that test experience and you provide them um, imagining some resource and tools to do just that? Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, one of our strategic initiatives is we are a dealer first company. Number two is we are an education company. We want to educate our dealers so they're successful. And one of the reasons we opened up the Experience Center, we don't sell, I mean, believe it or not, we do not sell product out of there. We do not sell product. I try to explain to people that it is a physical website. People come in and Dallas, right? Dallas is like the seventh largest city in in the US. So there's a lot of people coming into that Experience Center and we educate them on e-bikes, and then we funnel them to our dealer and say, you want to test ride the bike, go down the block and say you saw the bike at the Experience Center, and you'll have a great experience with that dealer. You know, Dave, as much as we talk about like your brand doing amazing things with retailers, I'm sure when you look to form a relationship with a retailer, there's some things that are important to you as a brand too. Is there anything that you would say is important that you look for when you're determining who your retail partners are? We try to be selective with our retail partners, just like they're selective with their vendors. And we look for dealers that really share that same passion for e-bikes, right? We want them to really go all in with e-bikes. We look for dealers that have a need for what I say, an affordable e-bike line like ours. We're not as concerned as if they have another e-bike line. We think that's great. Choices are great for the consumer, right? Choices are great. But that, so we're looking for a partner that loves e-bikes, wants an affordable e-bike line, and is is excited as me and our team of getting people riding and and getting on an e-bike. Yeah, that is something that I've heard from retailers is that your price points and product mix, which we'll get into, really answers the needs of what consumers, riders are looking for these days. So I think you've done a fantastic job with positioning the Denago bikes to meet what riders are looking for. So retailers have that option because I feel like they didn't have kind of the option that you've really found, you know, that was needed, that was missing, you know, so congratulations on that. Thank you. Thinking about sales strategy and how we're attracting new customers to our brands or even getting our riders back into our stores. This one, I didn't give you any indication that I was going to ask you on. It just came to me. I I thought I was having a conversation with a person from your team who mentioned that you were in response to helping retailers bring new traffic in the doors, in response to getting people back into our sport to, you know, increase our ridership numbers that you were even looking at 
going to shopping centers or places where people who are not typically riders would be to kind of get in their, I don't know, in their eyesight, if you would, put cycling in the forefront of their brain. Is that something that your brand has done or thought about doing? It it, it is. Our experience center is actually located at Stonebriar Mall. It's a shopping center right across from the food court. And I try to get there at least once a week. Um, My office is where our warehouse is, but I try to get there once a week and work the floor because you learn so much from these consumers and it helps us. It helps us be a better partner for our dealers because we learned that a lot of consumers, a lot of non-bike centric consumers are at the mall and they come in and they say, hey, I heard about these e-bike things. How do they work? And I tell the story to everybody because you and I and, and the, my team were very close to the industry. One of the first questions the majority of the people ask is the key that unlocks the battery. They'll say, is this how you turn it on? <laughs> and, and that goes back to why we have to educate the consumer and we have to p- provide great educational tools and support to our dealers so they can address those questions. Yeah, I think it's really great to, you know, we expect people to get interested in cycling and then drive to our stores or find us online. But in this case, you're flipping it and they might just be walking through the mall with their family. And then, oh, I never even thought about cycling, you know, so we're getting in front of them. And yeah, I couldn't agree more about being too close to what we do. Sometimes we're not even, we're too close. So we can't even understand what questions that people who aren't in the industry. It it has helped me and the team tremendously. Every time we're a remote company, which I I didn't touch on before, we're a remote company. Anytime someone comes here, we do spend time out at the store. So they can experience that. that, Yeah. Well, let's get into the company, the people. I was really impressed with the two individuals that I met at the Cabda show, which I believe had been in the industry for some time, but I'll let you kind of comment more on that. Heather, I think that's just saying we're old, right? (laughs) No, they had had careers that had led them to wanting to do everything right. They had experienced things that maybe weren't done well in the past, and they wanted to have an opportunity to do it with more. Exactly. We all share the passion for the industry, and we, we truly enjoy seeing people ride bikes. One of our team members always said, I just like seats on seats, right? I just want to get seats on seats. It's as simple as that. As I was going through some notes, the core team collectively has over 150 years in the industry right now. Wow. Yeah. And all of us, every single one of us have been involved in a local bike shop at some time in our life. So I think that's what makes us so unique because, you know, we are really passionate about riding and it's not just one type of riding. We're just passionate about seeing people get on a bike and just enjoying that sense of freedom you get. But then we also have that unique perspective and understanding of of how to be a successful partner with our dealers. So you are the CEO of Denago Bicycles. Like what has your, are you a rider? Like, tell me more. I started working at Pacific Cycle, the home of Schwinn and Mongoose, and I spent a number of years there before I came here. I am a rider. And I always laugh at that because I've done Ironman and someone says, oh, you're you're an athlete. I've participated in Ironman. I finished, right? So I was, I was pretty happy with that. But I do, I love gravel. I love road. I love mountain biking. In fact, we have new hardtail mountain bike coming out. 
in a couple of weeks. And I've been fortunate enough to have one here. And I've spent more time on the trails on the weekends than I have in years. And it just, I just love it. You know, I, I don't race at all anymore. I just love being out there and riding. You talked about your team. You talked about these this years of experience. How did you decide who to bring on? I, I mean, I know the interview process, but were there certain traits that you were looking for in your team? And if you work remote, you know, how do you keep the magic alive? I guess that's two separate questions, but I'll answer the first one. So, you know, as we were building the team before we even started hiring, right, we had to have a strategy, and it was lead. You know, a, we're a dealer first company, so then we start thinking, what do we need to be successful as with that? I mean, we need a really strong customer service, customer success person who can lead that team for us and knows the dealers and has worked with dealers. And we were fortunate enough to land someone who owned a couple of bike shops, has been in the industry for his, his entire career, and he has built out our customer success team. And then from there, you know, we really looked at, okay, what else do we need to be successful? We need good product and we need someone who is really good at product. And I, I personally will say that I believe we have the best electric bike product developer in the world on our team. I really mean that. And he has come on board and has created a great portfolio of products. He understands the consumer. He understands the dealer market. And he puts those two together and makes a phenomenal line. And once we had that, then we started building out the rest of the team and looking for people. You know, we look for people that are like, you hate to say like-minded, but we all are passionate about e-bikes. You know, we're all passionate about riding. We challenge each other. I, I look for people who are going to call me out every day. And that goes back to the remote part. So you, you as, a, as a remote company, you, you, not, none of us have ever worked together in the same office when we're all on board. So as a remote company, you have to constantly check yourself. And as people in the bike industry, which is our strength, can also be our weakness, right? So we mm-hmm. always have to put that customer and consumer first and say, hey, does this make sense to us? people with 150 years in the industry, or does this make sense to this couple that's walking in to buy an e-bike after being out of the industry, out of riding a bike for 25 years? Let's make sure we're not being industry-centric and we're being consumer-centric. Dave, getting back to the Experience Center, just because I have history launching the Eddie Merck Cycles brand in the US, and I remember we really wanted to be dealer-centric, but we felt like we needed a spot as we were growing our dealer base for people to interact with the product. So you've got your team assembled of these amazing humans and you're all aligned on your mission, vision, values. How does that conversation come about that you're saying, okay, let's focus on retailers, but let's also focus, you know, do these experience centers. What was your strategy there? Was it really learning from the consumers so you could better develop the product or, or like just walk me through that because I'm thinking you know, as we continue to evolve as an industry, we want to do it right. You know, all these brands, and I think they could learn from a brand like you who has done it right. You know, I think getting that knowledge from consumers firsthand is important so you can direct them to their retailer, figure out what they're looking for, use that data to develop new products, right? Yeah. To answer that question, with the Experience Center, 
you know, we looked at it as one, we're a new brand. You know, let's be real. We're, we're, we're a made up brand, right? We, we started October 2021. <laughs> That's when, when we came up with the name and the brand was born. So how do we get that out into the open? And being in Dallas, being here with 7 million people, we thought like, what if we just open up this experience center in the mall and one, we can educate consumers and two, we can learn from these consumers and three, we can get brand exposure. And hopefully we do a good enough job with one and two that on three, they go tell a friend that, hey, did you hear about this Denago e-bike company? And in fact, it's hard to measure. I'm going to be honest with you. It's hard to measure, but we do have some data points. Um, customer bought a bike from one of our dealers in Kentucky who was visiting in Dallas. And he actually told the dealer, he goes, hey, I stopped at like this experience store and I talked to this associate and I told him where I live. And he said, oh, go into this shop and buy a bike or test ride the bike. So, you know, we, we have these little data points that we're trying to put together that I think it supports our decision. Why wait to see if they'll come back to your store for service? Why not sell them a plan that keeps their bike working perfectly all the time and brings them back to you every time? Go to NBDA.com to learn about our Ride It Daily extended service plans that are only available to NBDA members. You know, we at Mercs, we took out like a full page ad in Bicycling Magazine and we listed our retailers in that ad because as brands, suppliers, Part of our job is to get riders to go to visit their retailer so they can buy the product. So you're doing just that. So I really applaud you. And I just was wondering how the minds came together on that, because I think it's a fantastic idea. And you are directing people to their local retailer through staffing and paying for an experience center. I couldn't applaud you more for that. It's interesting because, you know, we're, we're fortunate because we are really focused, right? We're focused on e-bikes and we're focused on the dealer market. So our choices, I, I think, are a lot more narrow than some of the other companies that are focused on gravel, road, e-bikes, you know, so so we, we can really zero in and focus on that. And I think that does help us. You have a lot of competition out there right now. You know, there's a lot of e-bike brands, I'm not going to name them, who have come onto the market and are pushing to get retailer floor space and, you know, get their products front and center. But you just mentioned your fantastic product developer. And I know that the Denago line is unique. Can you talk more about the product line, please, for our listeners? Absolutely. So first of all, like I said at the beginning, we have IBB quality bike line that is accessible or affordable. So our range actually starts out at $1,099. That's our opening price point e-bike, and it's a step-through and top-tube cruiser. And then from there, we go up through the line to about $2,000. And then we have a few models that are more performance-based, and we're trying to get people into uh, mountain biking. So we just launched two new hardtails, and they top out at $3,200. That's really affordable. And I love how you're thinking about getting people into mountain biking. I'm a mountain biker myself, so I'm, I'm yeah, I am too. throwing down. <laughs> yeah, I am too. Like I said, I've been I've been test riding that bike for a while now, and I just love it. I just love it. 
Listeners, you cannot see Dave's face, but he literally is grinning ear to ear. (laughs) Dave, you have an impressive lineup. What, 13 models maybe on, on the website in a short time? I mean, wow. You must work a lot, Dave. <laughs> you know, you know, like I said, I'm fortunate that we are being our, our product team is led by the best in the industry, and he spearheads all our efforts. But you know, you're right. I mean, when you, you you take a step back and say May of 2022 was actually our first dealer order, and on that month in May of 2022, we had one model. We had two, one model, two frames. We had a top tube and a step through version. By the end of 2023, we're going to have 15 models available. All the models were designed and developed here in the U.S. And it's been a lot of work, but it's been fun. It's been fun. That's really tremendous in such a in such a short period of time. Lots of reviews, really positive reviews from press and from from customers, from riders. Multiple five star reviews. That has to feel good too, right? I like wow. Yeah, yeah, man. Who doesn't like recognition, right? <laughs> right. Recognition and awards are great. And it does, you know, it validates our work and our efforts. You know, but we also, to be honest, we do seek feedback all the time and we love positive feedback, but honestly, we love negative feedback as well. We look for our dealers and our consumers to tell us where we can improve because that's the process, right? Making sure you listen and making sure like you celebrate the wins, but you always want to get better. And there's always this continuous improvement that we strive for. So the Denago website has all the products. There's lots of great education pieces helping with sizing, the great dealer locator, highlights of your bikes. So I'm sure you're seeing this data, you're interacting with customers, you're seeing the bikes that they're looking at, and maybe even in the experience center, hearing some features, you know, a question we get a lot from retailers is, should I do throttles now? Should I not? Is there anything that the data is pointing or showing you that might be interesting for retailers to learn from the customers, what the customers are looking for, or where they land on your website, where they're going, you know? I want to touch base on the throttle piece because it seems to be so controversial in this space. And we know for like, we we have solid, solid data that the majority of potential e-bike customers want throttles. We also have solid, solid data that a lot of bike shop employees would not choose an e-bike with a throttle. So as we develop product, right, that's where you have this little bit of a conflict. And our job, it's twofold, right? It's to make sure we develop the product with the consumer first in mind, knowing that we're selling through the independent bike dealer market. It's our job to give them that ammunition and that support to get over any biases that an employee might have in their shop to make sure that they're not overlooking a certain part of that market. So it ties into what, like the team we assembled, you know, we work closely with the IBDs to help them get over these biases and we try to provide them support so they're successful. We want them to be successful and we want that consumer to walk out of that store and say, man, that was a great experience. I'm totally resonating with what you're saying in one of our, we have our P2 retailer super groups, which is our 20 groups for retailers. And a question we just battled earlier this year or battled, worked through, (laughs) or I've got the scars still, but the question we just worked through was how we get our employees on board with the products that we're choosing 
to stock, so our curated inventory, because it's what consumers are looking for. So we're not letting our employees bias, you know, change the experience or, or hold up the sale. And that is something that's very, very hard. It's nice to see brands helping retailers educate their staff or, or find solutions for that, because that is something that we know exists as a problem. It does. And it, it's our job as vendors to support these retailers and help them because we we do have a lot of the data and, and we can share that data and we can provide those tools to make them successful. You're right. It's not easy, and but it's fun. It's always, I, I love debating aspects of e-bikes. I don't want to forget the second part of the question. Sometimes I ask multiple questions at once. I'm so sorry, but we got on the throttle thing, but also what is the data showing you about what people are looking for on the website? I mean, you, you said the data they're looking for a throttle. Is there any other, maybe the size, the wheel size or step through versus non-step through design? Is there anything else there? Are they interested in UL certifications or warranties? Is there anything there that you could share? You know, I will say that UL and um, warranties come up quite a bit. And I think we are going to talk about the UL a little bit later. UL UL and warranties come up quite a bit. And and we have people on the phones that can help and answer and support those questions. Step through, surprisingly, step through is, I, I would say, three to one. Consumers ask more about step through than they do about a top two bike. Wow. Interesting. Do you know why? Do you have a thought about why or? You know, I I think the industry has done a pretty good job of marketing a step through as an easy off, easy on bike. Mm -hmm. And look at the majority of the e-bike consumers today. It's a slightly older demographic. I say, say, I'm in that demographic demographic now. So it's a slightly older demographic. And, you know, I think the step through bike just is an easier bike just to get on and off and you can get put your feet on the ground quicker. You got to remember a lot of these individuals haven't rode a bike for a while and are just getting back in because they're retired, they're empty nesters, they're looking for something to do with friends, with spouses, with a significant other. And they kind of go through this customer journey and they test ride bikes. And that's why it's so important to be with a dealer because you can test ride a bike and they say, I like this one better. Gosh, I remember working in a retail store when I was much younger and selling a, a woman's a step through frame to a, a non, you know, female was like impossible, but it just wouldn't happen no matter what. <laughs> so, we, we talk about that all the time. It's changed. It, yeah. I love how e-bikes have really opened up cycling for such a diverse group now and allowing more people. And I think a throttle, you know, that discussion comes up a lot. I think a throttle really, not everyone can turn the pedals. They just can't. Their body won't do it for some limitation. So a throttle allows a lot of people to experience two wheels. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So Dave, let's go on to the e-bike safety topic. It's a hot topic. I'm sure you've seen the MBDA. We've been doing a lot to educate our retailers about it. UL2849, I have to be honest, I haven't even checked to see if Denago, I'm sorry, I'm not prepared. Nope. That's, uh, what are, your, that's, that's what are your thoughts on e-bike safety? Let's just, you know, totally authentic conversation here. Yeah, so I'll more. start out big picture with e-bike safety. E-bikes go faster, right? You can go faster on an e-bike. So there's a lot of facets of safety that we look at. So if you look at our website, you look at our literature, everybody will be wearing a helmet. That is a rule we have. Like, 
you need to have a helmet on. If we have someone on our bikes, they will be wearing a helmet and they will be riding appropriately and they will be riding safely. So then you take another facet of safety and that's the product development. As I said, we're fortunate we have just a phenomenal team on our product side and they look at everything to make ensure that it's it's e-bike rated, right? From like spokes to rims to tires to brakes, everything is properly designed for e-bikes. Then you get to the hot topic, right? The UL 2849. I think it's great. Personally, I think it's great. So we are currently, every one of our bikes has been tested to the UL 2849. So that's different than being certified. So we made sure that when we started the company, every bike would be tested to UL 2849, knowing that as we grow and have better streams of revenue, we would begin testing to get certified for UL 2849. Every one of our bikes as of today is currently being tested by UL. And we we partnered with UL to work on that, to get that certification, which I think is critical because it, it goes back to our dealer first mentality. I personally believe that in the future, it's probably gonna be more challenging for these shops to get insurance without some sort of UL 2849. So if that's our strategy, we better be there to support them. But then I also know that there's rebates in Connecticut, there's rebates in Colorado. And a lot of those are starting to tie in the UL 2849, certified UL 2849. So we need that because if you're in Connecticut and you go into one of our dealers, and they say, I want a Denago, here's my rebate, and we're not UL certified, we miss out. And so that that dealer might miss out. Yeah, I'm thrilled to hear you know about the Connecticut rebate. And and I think that all is great stuff coming down the pipeline. I am 100% aligned with your thoughts on UL and kudos to you and your team for prioritizing that. It will go far as retailers navigate the changing insurance landscape in the future and all the other safety issues that are coming forward. We still have some retailers that just are not behind e-bikes. Like they're just, for whatever reason, doesn't make sense for their business. I know every retailer is different. Every shop needs are different. But in your words, maybe like for these retailers who haven't embraced e-bikes, like why should they? Let's just like totally open that one up. (laughs) You know, that's interesting because when... The company I was with first started selling e-bikes. That was it, right? It was these dealers were like, I'm not going to do this. It's different than what we do. And the shops have come a long way. And I think it's great. I think shops, it opens up their consumer base, right? It brings in a different type of customer that can become a lifelong customer, right? They buy an e-bike, they might buy a helmet, they'll come in for maintenance. If they have a great experience, they might buy their spouse an e-bike. They might have kids, they might buy their child, their son, their daughter, an acoustic bike, right? You just don't know. So like I said, when you eliminate e-bikes, you are eliminating part of a market and it's a growing market. I have a question on retailers that are listening to this podcast right now, thinking about okay, maybe I want to contact Inago, see if you know there could be a potential relationship here. Do you have sales reps? Are they independent? Do they work with you? I know there's a dealer request form right on the website, but just more into what that working relationship would look like for a retailer who's interested. Yeah. If you, I mean, if you're a retailer listening and you want a partner that is going to prioritize and put you first, you know, we'd love to meet you. Call us. You know, we, we do have 10 outside reps 
agencies working. We have a sales team of four internal, and we are covering the U.S. looking for shops and key markets. So you can email sales at denago.com. It's that easy. Or our 800 number is 877-755-2453. And we will link that in the show notes too for our listeners. Yeah, it's an interesting landscape right now. I feel that there's a lot of inventory out there, right? A lot of discounting going on. I would say it's a somewhat challenging time. I mean, what do you think about the current state of the industry, Dave? I mean, oh, I didn't warn you I was going to ask you. I put you on No, you know, I think, you know, like so I've been long enough where, you know, and, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners, we've been through the ups and downs, right? The highs and lows. And, you know, I think we're coming out of a low and it goes back to what we talked about, the pandemic. There was just this surge in people who just wanted to get outside and cycling provided that opportunity. And then there was this rush to try and get components and inventory. And then pandemic lightened up and people kind of got back to their normal routines. That being said, I feel like we're getting back to a better place. And I I feel like inventory levels are getting a little better. Consumers are out and about and buying bikes again. And I think we'll get back to a good place soon. I really hope so. I truly do. A lot of companies are cutting back right now. A lot of retailers are cutting back. I know we saw Zanago at the Cabda shows. Do you know, have you made any plans this year to be out and about supporting retailers at any trade shows or anything there we could think about? I know I don't want to put you on the spot. Now you're probably trying to still figure all that stuff out, but. No, you know, we signed up for Cabda already for next year. We signed up for Sea Otter for next year. We're all in. We are supporting this market and supporting the dealers and our reps are out Every day, talking about Denago, our sales team, they're road warriors. I mean, they're road warriors. They're out working with dealers, trying to um, generate business, helping them with our product line, helping them sell our bikes. So we're all in and we're, we're going to keep moving forward. That's tremendous. Like I said, not making this up, your team at the show, I was really impressed with them and every interaction has been awesome. I got to ask you about the Good Housekeeping Review. So everyone, listeners, I'm sure you've heard of Good Housekeeping. Magazine's been around for years. Denago is on the list of the 15 best electric bikes of 2022. That's awesome. Like Dave. That was awesome. Yeah. You know, know, why it's so good is because it's, it reaches a different consumer, Mm -hmm. right? It reaches a different consumer who may want to ride an e-bike or explore e-bikes or hopefully buy an e-bike. And being part of that is great because it takes our brand out to a new consumer that in turn will come to a dealer and say, hey, I saw Denago in good housekeeping. Can you tell me about it? And we do tell our dealers like, you know, these are the awards we won. This is where we're at. We publish that so they know. I think that's awesome. Dave, you love your job? I love my job. I can tell. I mean, like you know, it's so funny. Like I always say, I've been I've been blessed to be part of this industry because it's something that I'm passionate about. I love bringing new people on board, and I hope they get the same experience that me and the team we have had that the bike industry has gave us. So, yeah, I love it. Love it. So you're out there riding. You are. You have probably won the 29 inch wheel hardtail e bike, up to 20 miles per hour pedal assist. 
When can we get this awesome through Axel? I see that, you know, not quite yet, but what can we expect? When can we look for this bike? That bike will be available mid-August. Oh, okay. Awesome. It's soon. It's soon. It's coming up. This is awesome. Dave, thank you so much for for catching us up on the brand, on how you're working with independent bicycle retailers, what consumer trends you're seeing. There's so much here in our conversation. Any way that we can support you, we're here. Retailers definitely highly suggest the brand. Go to denago.com. You can fill out, right? Just fill out a dealer request. Absolutely. And someone will get back to you within a day, 24 hours. Awesome. Dave, thank you so much. Well, thank you. I appreciate being here. Thank you for listening to Bicycle Retail Radio. This podcast is designed specifically for the bicycle industry, dedicated to strengthening our retailers and cycling community. If it is your first episode, we urge you to take the time and listen to our past episodes. Support the show by first subscribing, then share your favorite episode online with friends. You can go one step further and leave a review. It helps members of our industry find our podcast. Special thanks to NBDA Development Director Rochelle Scouten for editing and promotional graphics. Music provided by Joel Picard.